Drunk Botany, Episode 10. Hoist a glass and prepare to enter a world of gardens, brews, botany, and booze. Here's your host, Bill Kreischer. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Drunk Botany. I'm your host, Phil Creation, and joining me today is my dad, Phil Creation. We'll say senior. We are at the Lindenwald Moose outside at the Tiki Bar, getting ready for an event that I'll probably go into greater detail with on a future podcast. And we've got Charlie, the bartender, out here joining us, too. And we're all getting together today to talk composting. So... Dad, what do you want to tell me about composting? What is it? How long have you been doing it for? Well, I've probably been doing it for about 40 years. 40 years of composting? Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. So an expert in the school of hard knocks then, huh? Okay, so um, what is compost? Well, compost is pretty much uh, a bunch of materials that you put together. and Actually, it's pretty simple to compost. Uh, it's uh, a layer of organic materials such as uh, garden clippings, dry leaves, kitchen vegetable scraps, shredded paper, maybe a shovel full of dirt uh, or soil. Uh, you combine them all together and uh, it'll create a humus, which is about the best kind of soil you, you can get. You call it humus? I thought it was hummus. Uh, you could call it hummus if you like. I don't know. Might get it confused with that thing to eat with uh, breadsticks and tahini, huh? So what do you use compost for? Why bother making it? Well, there's a lot of microorganisms in the uh, in the compost, and they just help break down the soil and get more nutrients to the plant. Uh, and it's it's a it's an organic thing. It's not a chemical fertilizer. Just a a, a more natural way to grow plants. So it's like food recycling. Uh, yes, absolutely. Today, we're drinking rum and, cu- rum and Cokes, Captain and Cokes. Captain Morgan. You okay. and the captain make it happen. Yeah. With a lime, that makes it a Cuba Libre. Correct. Right? Correct I learned the- that one from the Godfather. Correct the moon, though. Okay, so, you're just going to be taking, what, leftover food from... Uh, well, yeah, well, basically, there's two types of composting. Cold composting and hot. What's cold composting? Cold pot is as simple as collecting grass clippings, leaves, kitchen waste, such as uh, uh, fruit and vegetable peels, coffee grounds, and the filters, the paper filters that they have. You can use them in eggshells. So, so paper composts? Well, it's a combination of all those ingredients. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, what we basically do, we put all those materials in a pile. Okay. Occasionally, we sprinkle a little water on it. We don't want to get it saturated, but we want to keep it moist. Moist. Uh, it's best to keep the pile covered. Uh, you don't want too much rain. Sometimes you get rain for three days. That can ruin it. How about moist is a word that some people can't stand to hear. Uh, Bonus points for using it. <laughs> uh, well, again, too much rain uh, could ruin the pile. Also, you want to cover it to keep animals out so that they're not... So you don't want to drown it? No. But you don't want to dry it out either. No. Over the course of a year or so, you'll have compost without basically have to doing anything. Other than maybe like turning it once in a while? Well, you could turn it, but the cold pile you really don't have to turn. 
So, I mean, are, are ratios important in this sort of thing? Like, uh, I assume you can compost coffee grounds. If you're me, you drink, like, you know, like the pot of coffee says it holds 12 cups of coffee, but if you use the type of cup that I use, you get two out of that pot. Yeah. I drink a pot of coffee a day, sometimes two or three. So I got a lot of, uh, a lot of coffee, uh, grounds. Yeah. In a cold pile, it's really just a mixture. You try to get equal amounts of everything. It's really not that critical. Now, if we're talking about a hot composting pile, okay. What makes uh, it hot? Uh, oh, well, I'll tell you what keeps it hot. It's really for the more serious gardener. It's a little more complicated. Uh, but you'll get to compost in one to three months during well, the winter months. What makes it so complicated? There's basically four ingredients that are needed that, you know, get your compost cooking fast, okay? Nitrogen, carbon, air, and water. Nitrogen is going to come from, fr fr from, from your coffee grounds are going to be high in nitrogen. Well, your, your green clippings. Anything uh, that's like, like was living a couple of minutes ago before you cut it down, your grass clippings. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, together, these ingredients uh, will speed up the microorganism uh, which help the process of the decay. Okay. Wait, what speeds it up? The the combination of these four ingredients. So it's more along the lines of like uh, something that's nitrogen heavy is going to take a little bit longer to convert into carbon. I I, I assume that so, uh, essentially what you're looking for here is like a nice mix, and that certain things are going to de decay at different rates. Well, what we do is uh, to, to create organic hot hot compost heat. Uh, you want to wait till you have enough ingredients that you can make a pile three feet in height. Then to ensure an even composition of materials, create alternating layers of four to eight inches, okay, uh, of green materials versus non-green materials. And the green materials being the kitchen scraps, fresh leaves, fresh cl grass clippings. So and the, coffee the ratio grass. is important. Pretty much one to one. One to one. I always had heard independently, I, I forget specifically where, but that you want to have a high concentration of browns. These are going to be like your, your dead leaves. You could make a higher concentration of the browns. Because they say that the things that, like, if you have too much nitrogen rich stuff in there, your compost is going to start to smell. Well, here's one thing about that what we do is we sprinkle water over the pile regularly. So it has the consistency of a damp sponge. Damp sponge. We will be careful not to add too much water as uh, your microorganisms uh, become waterlogged and waterlogged. And they may drown. You and don't it, want them to drown. And you will, your pile will rot instead of becoming compost. So wait, isn't composting basically controlled rotting anyway? Controlled rotting, correct. Controlled. Right. Now, if you, just let it rot, if you just let it rot, what happens? You'll lose your microorganisms, microorganisms which are what really feeds the plant. So, so they're really they're they're, they're beneficial, beneficial, beneficial flora and fauna. That th these are the things that you don't get when you talk about fertilizers on a commercial level. Correct. This is the whole reason to compost is 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 these microorganisms, not so much like and the physical inputs that you get from the food, like like the dust to dust aspect and we don't have the who knows what cancer or whatever else you can get from these or uh, chemical fertilizers oh yeah chemicals uh, are the okay. death of us now you want to periodically check the temperature of the piles by inserting a thermometer 
or your hand into the center of the pile. Yeah, I'm not going to be using the thermometer for this kind if of thing. If the thermometer reads 130 to 150 degrees Fahrenheit or your hand feels warm, it's time to turn over the pile with a pitchfork or a shovel. So you just want to be turning it regularly. Now, if well, you turn... again, when it's hot enough. So I had heard from somebody that if you turn a compost pile once a month, it takes forever. If you turn it like twice a month, it goes a little bit faster. If you turn it every day, you get compost even faster than that. Well, no, because you need to get it to the right temperature. If it's not hot enough and you turn the pile, you're starting back to square one. You have to let it heat up before you turn it. And you do that, again, by 130 to 150 degrees or sticking your hand in there and making sure it's warm. If and you put your hand in there and it's not warm, you don't turn the pile because you're just starting over again. Starting over again. See, now, what I was under the impression of when you have, like, your dead leaves in there, like, we'll say browns, that that kind of is like, you know when you start a campfire and you crumble up the newspaper and you get it, like, nice and loose so there are big pockets of air in there so that when you light it, like, the heat really has a chance to get started. Is, is it similar to that? Is that the function of the completely dead versus the only mostly dead? Uh, yeah, probably. So if you were to start a compost pile and you wanted to use a hot composting method, and when I think of hot composting, I literally, like when I think of composting in general, I think about what you are describing as, as, as hot composting. Get back to the process of heating the pile up and turning it when it's hot, the reason we want to do that is it heats the pile up faster. It prevents matting and keeps down the odor, which I think was a question you had earlier. Oh, absolutely. The odor is like a big issue because I have heard there are things that you are not supposed to compost, and I, I'm curious about the reasons for that. Well, Maybe you could dispel a couple of myths for me. Well, some of that I would say are meat. You do not want to put meat into I that heard pile. That. A, you're going to get animals. You can get maggots, uh, the smell, and it just it just doesn't break down. And it's good. I learned that the hard way. Also, dairy products are not good for it either. But anyway, when the pile no longer gives off the heat, okay, it becomes dry, brown, and crumbly. It's fully cooked and ready for the garden. And you're really only going to know that by like getting your hands in there, or a thermometer. I'm not going to use the thermometer. (laughs) Once your vegetable plants are established, you want to hoe two to three inches of the compost around each plant, and that will give it the nutrients that it needs. Do you ever just mix compost into the soil? Like, uh, there was a book that I stole from you, and it's called Square Foot Gardening by Mel Bartholomew, who recently passed away. And in Square Foot Gardening, he talks about Mel's mix, which is like a method of mixing together different sources of compost with topsoil, and that becomes the soil medium that he uses to grow the different types of plants. So is there anything wrong with integrating compost into the soil? Alternatively speaking, you have like lasagna methods and the, oh, now I can't remember the lady's name. It's a Ruth something or other. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Uh, she de- she has this whole idea where instead of having compost piles, you are building the soil by adding your compost directly to the top layer. Uh, probably talking about sheet composting. Uh, 
which is, you know, if you have a lot of compost, which probably is going to take more than just getting from your kitchen, okay, that would be a good idea. Uh, and, uh, you know, but, you know, you can't use that field while it's composting. So it would also encompass generally somebody with a larger than the home garden. Okay, well, that makes sense to me. So one of the other things that I was told by some people that you can't compost and by other people that you can, lemon peel, citrus? No, yeah, generally uh, generally they're not a good idea. They don't break down and they really don't, they don't give you the nutrients that you need. Yeah, the only thing I could think of in that is like the pith helmets that you have. You know, like I, I remember trying to, like uh, when I was a young child, my dad used to have a compost pile. You still have it. And it was our job to bring the compost out to the, to the actual pile. And we had an old Tupperware container. I think it used to hold popcorn from the Jersey Shore, uh, one of those Johnson popcorn tubs. And I, what would you say? It, was probably, it probably held a gallon worth of substance, you know? So we would have a salad every night, like the stems of the iceberg lettuce would wind up in there. If my mother had made eggs, the eggshells would wind up in there, the coffee grounds from the coffee. And, and the whole key was that it had a lid, because if you think in your mind that compost is stinky, the thing that's really sticky, stinky is the stuff before it really starts to break down, like without all of this air in the organisms that he's talking about. So you want to keep that covered, because the other thing that I remember hearing is that you don't want to just like... I, cu I cut a carrot. I'm going to throw this piece of carrot into the compost pile. You want to add everything all at once, right? Yes. So that essentially you're, you're, you're batch making your compost. The idea is that um, you're going to bring a bunch of stuff out there, and that's all going to ferment and break down at the same time. So we would wind up filling this entire thing, and when it got full, we had to carry it out. It's much like any other normal kid in the world out there has to take the trash out every week. We would have to take the compost out every week. And this is how I learned the hard way that you cannot have meat in there because there was a period of time where we were like just scraping the vegetables off the plates and they were in there and sometimes there'd be that little piece of steak with the fat in there and everything like that. Charlie, can I have another round of rum and cokes for my father and I? Sure. You're doing God's work, sir. I am going to just interject very quickly with a word from one of our affiliates. Alcohol is a poison, and if you don't partake responsibly, it will kill you. If you've been picking your poison today, don't get behind the wheel. If you absolutely need to get somewhere, why not utilize the services of the Lyft app? If you're new to the program, have your first ride on me. Just use my referral code, DBOTANY, and arrive alive. So you want to take it out en masse, all right? And when we took it out and I accidentally put these wrong things in there, another thing that, a uh, brief autobiographical interlude here, is we grew up next to a lake. And we had, like, our own little beach that my dad had built uh, with a boat on it and stuff like that. So we would spend summers swimming out there. Now... All nature's flora and fauna are in high gear during the summer months. 
And uh, if you slipped fats and meats into there, you would get a specific type of fly that would bite you. <laughs> These were those awful green head flies. And I remember if we did, like, I, 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 this was like one of my first controlled experiments, is when I stopped bringing that meat out there, I realized, I realized that you got fewer flies. They didn't bite you all summer long if you didn't put that stuff out there. So a word of personal autobiographical wisdom, keep the meat out of your compost. I heard from somebody else, though, that you actually, like, that stuff will ultimately break down under real controlled conditions, you know? Yeah, but again, you got the problem with the flies, now the animals will be attracted to that, and now they're rooting through your pile, and, uh... <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it, it, it sounds almost as though it's more trouble than it would work. What about fats and oils? That's a no. That's a no. Do you know why that's a no? Not really, but it's uh, probably the same basic thing. Uh, the oils aren't going to break down. and uh, The oils and, are going to create a stick. fats are going to create uh, bugs, animals. Okay. Well, that sounds like a viable concern. So one of my main, my main takeaway from that whole rambling interlude is keep a container in your kitchen. You can keep it under your sink, whatever. Something that lets you accumulate your organic matter so that when you add it to your compost, you can add a whole bunch of stuff all at once. Think about it as the ingredients that you add to a thing to make one batch of compost each time. My other question for you is when we're talking about like your greens, which are nitrogen rich, and your browns, which are carbon rich, is finished compost considered a brown? No, it's not a brown and it's not a green, it's compost. It's more of a neutral, it's that blend. Yes. It's not just the blend, it's the broken down blend, which it's now compost. Like I say, it's neither brown nor green, it's compost. So when I first started, I did not know about the importance of the brown uh, ingredient. Like, I didn't know that you needed so much dead leaf. And I was just adding stuff and adding stuff and adding stuff, and it wasn't breaking down. It was getting like a layer of mold on it. It wasn't heating up the way that I wanted to. Because I can tell you another thing from growing up around compost piles is you could walk out in the dead of winter time, and there'd be snow all over the ground except for the compost pile. Like it would heat that. It would heat it up to enough that the snow wouldn't stick to it, which I think is a good indicator that you're doing a good job. So if you were going to start a compost pile. Wouldn't you say that now is perhaps the best time to do so? Like as as the season comes to an end and the leaves that are green turn to brown? Anytime is a good time to start a compost pile. Generally, the warmer months, starting in, say, May, would be better uh, because it's it's hotter weather and they'll cook quicker. That makes sense. So the main thing is strike while the iron is hot. But just because the iron is not hot doesn't mean that you can't pound away at the metal, right? Correct. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and go with that story and tell it like it's mine. Okay, is there anything else you can tell me about compost? Like, is this something anybody could do? Yes, anybody can do it. And there are actually commercial composters that you could buy. Reasonably, probably for somewhere in a hundred dollar range. Something that makes it easier yeah, for you to do. Yeah, it's a barrel that you can turn, and it just it does make it a little bit easier for you. Do you want to? Do you use one of these yourself? Uh, 
I do. Do you know who makes it? I do not. Okay. Well, if you could tell me about it, you I'll could, include that information on the show notes. Well, page. you could go to Google anything, compost makers, and there's a ton of companies out there. But even so, if you can come up with who it is that makes yours, I would be happy to put that information in the show notes page. I have a show notes page just in case people are listening to this in their headphones while they're jogging or maybe driving around. So if there's something that was interesting in this episode, don't get into a car accident and write it down. Like, I've done that for you. You could just go ahead to www.drunkbotany.com and check out today's episode. And there will be a write-up for each different thing. And it's going to link to, uh, say, the place that we're at the different things that we've talked about, and I will find a write-up of, like, the steps that you would take to compost. I'm going to put that in there. I'm going to highlight a couple of different things on Amazon.com to show you ways of making compost easier. I will also create a link to Amazon.com from Drunk Botany. So if you were to go to, to drunkbotany.com slash Amazon, and it'll take you to an affiliate marketing page that will help you find anything that you need to do uh, if you wanted to support the show on purpose. Do you have anything else you could tell me about? Uh, I think we pretty much covered it. All right. That sounds great. Hey, it's been a pleasure to have you. I, I, I'm judging you for only finishing one rum and coke during the course of my show. But, you know, in the future, we'll have to do this sort of thing again. Um, I'd love to talk to you again. Um about some of this stuff and thank you for coming out today i guess that's it cheers thank you for listening to drunk bot visit us at drunkbotany.com to subscribe to the show for free and we'll join you next week